Hi, I'm Mark Woods, back with another Page One podcast, and today I have Gary Smits, who, uh, um, when did when did you come to the TU? I kind of like... June 14th, 1982. Not that you remember the date, so <laughs> 1982. 37 years ago. Yeah, right. And Gary has covered uh, golf, Gator Bowl, FSU... Florida. It, Florida. Is there anything you have not covered for us? I did a few life? high school games, uh, you know, back in the day and everything. I, I, I tell you what, I haven't... Covered much soccer. How about that? Okay. I just haven't covered a whole lot of well, soccer, well, if any at all. Well, we we tend we have someone who can handle that. Mm-hmm. Clayton is a yep. soccer whiz. Um, but now the latest, Gary's been covering Jaguars and specifically Gardner Minshew. I wanted to talk to you about because you did a big long story, kind of talked to people of Brandon, Mississippi, from English teacher, guidance counselor, mayor. Um, so you, it was a fun read. But first, I. Uh, there's a little backstory to you and what Gardner has been calling you in press conferences now. I hear. Yeah. I hear. Uh, so tell that story. Okay. Well, uh, it it was at a practice or very early in training camp when Gardner is just another sixth round rookie. Not to excuse, the, but I uh, got his first name wrong. I went to ask a question. I said, "Hey, Garrett." And the only <laughs> thing I can do two things. I'm a senior moment. Okay, <laughs> and. Garrett was my grandfather's name okay. and my father's middle name, and they just called me Gary. So I said, oh, sorry. You know, and uh, then it happened again after the second preseason game, the first one at home yeah. against the Eagles. And I believe at the time I might have actually said, uh, hey, Garrison. <laughs> that pops in my head. Uh, it it kind of harkened back to my the days when my cousin Larry and I would, would run around in my grandmother's house in western pennsylvania and she'd go to call one of us and she never got it right the first time <laughs> so uh and gardner is probably old enough to be my grandson so you know <laughs> uh, you i'm gonna fall back on age so fast forward the first press conference after the kansas city game where he came in nick falls is hurt it's it's just devastating jaguars fans they go from pure jubilation when he throws a 35 yard touchdown pass to dj chark to absolute despair because he got crunched by Chris Jones of the Chiefs, broken collarbone, out until mid-November, it looks like. So uh, Gardner goes in there, completes his first 13 passes, second best streak in team history, breaks the team record for completion percentage, 22 out of 25, 88%, held by Mark Brunell, and it's like a, a, a 20-year-old record. <laughs> and he comes in, and uh, I ask a question the following Tuesday or Wednesday, Wednesday and he said, well, Larry <laughs> – and he goes, and, you know, there are three, four defense, and we might be able to try to run the ball, you know. And then I actually didn't notice it at the time because <laughs> we were seeing it back for it. And, and the next week, uh, the uh, Mia from First Coast News, who everybody just loves, everybody loves Mia, she was uh, recording the press conference, and he said, Terry, and she took a picture and, and put it on social media of Gardner looking at me when he's answering a question. This is Gardner answers a question from Terry in yeah. quotation marks. And then it's kind of gone on since then. Every time I ask a question, Gardner says, well, Terry, well, Larry, and then <laughs> gives me a great answer and everything. And then everybody has a big laugh about it. It's, it's, and it's kind of a, it's, it's kind of cool. Now today, uh, 
he he prefaced the answer with well terry and after he finished the answer i said you know i think i like larry better and then he says well why don't you change it <laughs> and and it's uh you know and one of the other sports writers told me that you know this is this is going to be a, a bond he said gardner Minshew could go on to win three super bowls for this team and have all the adulation that comes with it tom brady like status he's always going to remember the guy for the times union that got his name wrong right. in training camp and i will say in my only defense that i've never gotten it wrong in a paper yeah, right. And I've never gotten it wrong verbally since he started. Okay, okay. So, so I got that going for me. <laughs> Which is nice. Yep. Um, and we we were saying how this kind of, in a way, illustrates something you get into the story, just how his mind worked. He's it's almost, sharp as a tack, man. It's almost telling you. hard to get somebody's name wrong. I'm, he has to know your real name, being Gary, to get it wrong yeah. again. Three and, and a half weeks after <laughs> I made them a say and forgot about it, Three and a half weeks after, and he, then he starts kidding me about it when he's a starting quarterback. I said, this guy is sharp. Yeah. I mean, this guy is – he remembered that, and he remembered to throw it back at me. And it's uh, – uh, and every person I talk to, from his teachers to his college coaches, his high school coaches, his junior college coach, talked about what a quick study he is, what a right. quick mind he has. High school coach uh, Brad Peterson said, never had to tell him the same thing twice. Never made the same mistake twice. Uh, you know, he's a 4.0 GPA in high school. His guidance counselor told me that had it not been for football, mm-hmm. you know, if he'd have been chasing more of the honors programs classes, things like that, he would have been a threat to be the valedictorian. Hmm. Uh, and, uh, but he graduated a half a semester early from high school. Then he got his degree at East Carolina, his college degree in communications, by the way, a half a semester early and goes to Washington State as a graduate transfer. And the other two things I want to illustrate about how sharp this guy is, is he goes to Northwest Mississippi Junior College, which a lot of these junior colleges have very intricate, complicated passing situations. Almost all of them throw the ball. Mm-hmm. Nobody runs the option in junior college because <laughs> right. you want to attract athletes. And uh, he did not participate in spring practice with Northwest Mississippi, got the job in the fall, and led him to the national championship. Then when he is done at East Carolina, and his two years at East Carolina, the two seasons he played were kind of like the lost years in the Gardner Minshew uh, era. Uh, they had the only time he ever played for teams with losing records. The only time he ever had a losing record as a starter. But there's a little bit of a turmoil involving that coaching staff, and they got all, they all got let go after two years. So he goes to Washington State as a as a graduate transfer. Doesn't get on campus until June. Has participated that did not participate in spring football. Mm-hmm. No offseason weightlifting until he got to June. Wins a job and ties the school record for victories. Goes eleven and two. So, and then you go back. It started when he was a ninth grader in high school, one hundred and sixty pound quarterback at Brandon High School. <laughs> and the starter gets hurt. He's their best option. And he goes in a game at halftime, throws three touchdown passes at halftime. They don't win the game, but they win five of the next six mm-hmm. with him as a quarterback. And Armed with that information, which we learned I learned after you know a week of interviews with these people, it probably shouldn't have come as no surprise, and I'll bet you it was no surprise to the Jaguars coaches that he stepped in in that Kansas City game, had the game he's had, and then has played the way he has since. He is uh, got a high football IQ. He's got a high, probably got a high IQ anyway, and uh, he just is a sponge in the right. meeting room. Doug Marone said before Foles got hurt that Gardner Minshew took it from the classroom or the meeting room to the practice field quicker than any rookie he's ever coached. Hmm. And uh, 
So I think he's got some great physical skills. Not not the biggest guy in the world, but neither is Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I think what this guy is going for more than anything is he is smart and he's quick on the draw. All right, being smart. So yeah, you had a lot of those fun stuff looking back at his uh, all that predated him ending up here. You started with uh, so his parents have some athletic genes there. Yeah. His father is in the Hall of Fame at Millsaps College, which I believe might be a Division three school. In Mississippi is a defensive tackle. His mother played basketball at Mississippi State, uh, and he's got a younger sister who's on the volleyball team at Mississippi State. The other sister is a competitive uh, dancer. Hmm. So uh, hmm. uh, it's it's uh, it you know it's in it's in the genes. Uh, and he, I had coaches tell me that if he just, if he just stuck with baseball. They said he would have been the best catcher in Brandon High School history. He was also uh, church basketball league, and you know, just loved. Got to have a ball in his hand. Got to be doing something, <laughs> you know. And uh, so you talked about football camp in sixth grade. That was kind of when he went from "I'm going to be that's football" when it kind of yeah. took off. His coach, high school coach Brad Peterson noticed him smallest at the camp. kid in camp. Yeah, <laughs> at the camp, and he said he was the smallest quarterback. They had, but he said, I think quote was he tried and tried and worked and worked and knew he had something special. So he played, you know, junior high, went to some other camps. By that point, Brad Peters is a head coach at Brandon High School, and his offensive coordinator is a guy named Wyatt Rogers, whose son is a senior at Brandon, who's already signed with Mississippi State. Uh, he told me he and he and Gardner text a couple of times a week. Hmm. And oh, by the way, Mike Leach from Washington State has been on the phone to this young man, who by the name, his name is Will Rogers. So, <laughs> and I, when I covered the University of Kentucky, guess who their uh, offensive coordinator was? How mummy? Uh, Mike Le- Leach. Mike Leach. Mike Leach. Yeah, Mike Leach has been and around. So yeah. I would. Uh, the interviews with him were. This is off uh, off tangent, but they were some of the stranger interviews. I'd sit down and he'd he'd. Uh, before we, I'd, I'd say I want to talk about this receiver or that, and he'd say, "Seen any good movies lately?" Every yeah. he'd ask me that every time, and so we'd have ten minutes about movies. Mm-hmm. So that next thing I know, this well, thing. it's it's a classic, and I would urge people maybe to go to YouTube and look this up. But Mike Leach was asked to if if all the mascots in a Pac-12 got into a uh, fight, who would who would win? I saw that. So that was so good. He's, he's going over. He's he taking liked, it seriously. He liked the Washington State Cougars' chances. Yeah. They're stealthy and yeah. it's wrong and everything, and and I think I think in the end, the, the Colorado's Buffalo would would <laughs> would be the winner. But, uh, but yeah, his answer like can you imagine asking trying to think, cough on that question or any pretty much yeah. any coach. I Some mean, coaches don't want to know anything except that team that week. I mean, pretty much any playing. coach out there would kind of go what, but he took it and ran with it. Anyway, I, um, you had some fun uh, details about kind of that. When he was a teenager, you called him the the Ferris Bueller of Brandon High. What so what did you Ferris Bueller with a better attendance record? Yeah, right. I mean, maybe I should have added that. Yeah, uh, there you uh, go. You, your line would have been even better, Miss, Mrs. Minshew. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to imply that your son had been skipping school. <laughs> right. Because clearly, with a 4.0, he hasn't. Uh, it, it was it came from uh, uh, what Wyatt Rogers, his offensive coordinator at Brandon High School, told me that he had friends across across the spectrum. There were no racial divides. There are no economic divides. He had, you know, Gardner's father, uh, from what I understand, is a very uh, successful building contractor. His mom is a school teacher. 
So you know they're they're uh, I would say they're probably upper middle class, and, mm-hmm. and uh, he had friends across economic spectrums. Uh, he had friends who were non-athletes, <laughs> friends who were athletes, uh, and as as Coach Rogers told me, he said there were no boundaries and no barriers to who Gardner Minshew wanted to have as his friend. <laughs> and you uh, you heard about the Panini Club that he started? Yes, the Panini Club. I like that one. Uh, yeah. By the way, ladies, he can cook. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's actually in his bio in the Jaguars media guide where they said other interests and he says i'm a grill master you throw anything on the grill uh whatever temperature setting you know medium well medium rare i can do it he's bragging about his his uh, grill skills he said i am a grill master and uh and uh but the panini club his his english teacher who's now the vice principal uh nicole robinson uh was telling me that her class gankless comp was 10 o'clock in the morning well gardner's getting up at five in the morning getting some breakfast, coming to school, lifting weights, and going to class. And lunch is maybe 12.30. And she said he was finding it difficult to concentrate in class because he was, he was hungry mm-hmm. and wanted to know if he could bring something and, and eat in class. Well, you know, we, we really can't do that. But if we could figure out something you could make and the whole class could share, <laughs> I'm sure she didn't want this to be to, to harken back to another 80s movie, A Fast Times Ridge of High, where he's yeah, delivering right. pizzas to the classroom. <laughs> Uh, but apparently the home economics department had a panini machine and Gardner mentioned that he liked those. And she said, well, you know, those are kind of self-enclosed. They're not real messy, you know, and maybe we could work something out. Well, he and a couple of the other boys got to be pretty much experts in making paninis. And she had a little refrigerator. They keep lunch meat in there and it became a game to see how, how complicated a panini they could make. And they called it the panini club. <laughs> and, and Gardner was the founder of the, uh, of the panini club Very so nice. and it's just everything else uh uh you know this guy can uh he's pretty good around the kitchen and the uh, and the grill <laughs> and you mentioned uh you mentioned ladies he can cook you had a good quote in there um that said if he didn't treat women with respect his mama would beat his butt yep yeah. i there there's a wonderful photo a circ- uh, on social media that that our our uh website editor gary mills had found them and i understand other people have found it uh of uh gardner's twitter site when he was either a freshman or sophomore and he's holding some kind of plaque and he's laying on his side and he's surrounded by cheerleaders from brandon (laughs) high school and there are some adoring looks there and i asked his uh former english teacher if uh if you know he was pretty uh good with the ladies and she said oh yes she said absolutely (laughs) But she said, to the best of her knowledge, he treated every female, whether it was a student or a teacher, with, with great respect. And uh, said he was a true Southern gentleman. And then I got thinking, you know, Southern gentlemen are motivated frequently to behave by Southern mamas. Yeah. And uh, she said, and if he didn't, his mom would, would have beat his butt. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good quote. So you, you have photos like that from high school, too, of you surrounded by the cheerleaders, right? Uh, yeah, I think... I, uh, I think I think one where they were actually you know I I've been maybe depanced by the by the quarterback <laughs> yeah, and shoved right. into the ladies room something like that yeah, yeah right. no, not quite um, so he, there was one reference you said uh, I mean I, we've I've heard about how he maybe wanted to be a coach if the, if playing hadn't panned out mm-hmm. but I had not heard till I read yours that at some point maybe sports writer or announcer could have been 
a path he could have gone. Is that, that right? I'm yeah. trying to picture him in the in the press box <laughs> instead of on the field. Well, I, I'm pretty sure that by the time he gets to where his football career is over, I think it'll be it'll be in front of a camera, and I yeah. think he'll he'll do he'll do pretty well. I yeah, mean, right. You know, I, I think there's probably guys out there he could beat out right now for for that spot. But his conversation he had with his teachers about being a sports writer, a sportscaster, he also, uh, you know, talks of, of wanting to coach. Indeed, if he had not gone to Washington State, had not been given that opportunity by Mike Leach, right now he'd probably be a graduate assistant at Alabama because Nick Saban had a scholarship open. He needed a backup. He needed a fourth quarterback. Mm-hmm. At the time, they had Tua, Jalen Hurts, and Mac Jones, the kid from Bowles, from Jacksonville, who's there. Right. And but he also said, "You can be a graduate assistant because there's a school like Alabama. There's there's some competition to be a grad assistant. You can only have three or four of them." And uh, Gardner was ready to do that until Mike Leach called with the famous quote, "You can hold a clipboard, or you can come and we'll lead the nation in passing." So uh, yeah. yeah. But I, I still, you know, I, I I don't know. Maybe he will wind up coaching. Uh, I think he could uh, be a pretty good coach. He's, you know, we we already talked about. It. He's got an analytical mind about the game, and he and he's got some instincts about mm-hmm. this game. So, and he's certainly got a personality that I think would be uh, uh, that players would gravitate to. So, uh, uh, he may have a decision: do I do I coach <laughs> or do I go to the NFL Network? <laughs> I'm rooting for the NFL Network. Right. Um, we got Halloween coming up. And apparently a lot of people predicting there will be quite a few Gardner Minshews out there on the streets mm-hmm. of Jacksonville. You had a Halloween anecdote in your, your story from East Carolina, what Gardner Minshew went as yeah. on, on Halloween. Macho man Randy Savage. Yeah. Uh, and apparently it was, it was just incredible attention to detail. His roommate at East Carolina was Thomas Sirk, played quarterback at Baker County High School huh. near here, went to Duke for four years, uh, got his degree, and had one more year of eligibility and wanted to go someplace where he could play, went to East Carolina, and he and Gardner wound up splitting that hmm. season, both of them starting about five or six of the games. And they are actually roommates. Uh, and Thomas Sirk had told me the one enduring memory he'll always have of that year with Gardner is how much Gardner – he'd already been in the East Carolina program for one year, and he said Gardner took the time to help him with the offense, hmm. help him understand the offense. To the, And at some point – you know, they were talking about, you know, I mean, we're trying to beat each other out. And, and Gardner's told no, we're trying to help each other be better quarterbacks. <laughs> so, uh, uh, but, uh, and I, I, I kind of got on Thomas a little bit. I said, well, you got to have a picture of that, a Gardner in that costume. Goes, no, I don't. I said, somewhere, folks, there's a picture of Gardner Minshew. Right. As Macho Man Randy Savage. And that will be internet gold if somebody yeah, can ever right. post that. Yep. Yeah. So, how is his, What's like the atmosphere in his hometown? Do they just talk about? Is everybody paying attention to the Jaguars in in you know this little Mississippi well, town? They're starting to do that more. Uh, Brandon is a uh, population of about twenty three thousand. It's essentially a suburb of Jackson. Okay. Uh, the school is a fairly large school. It's a six A school. I think it's the second largest classification. So you know, it, it's not like this was Middleburg or a small town like Stark, Live Oak. Right. Uh, this is a fairly large uh they said they have three chick-fil-a's so yeah you know yeah there you go <laughs> uh and but they, they told me they are paying more attention you know they don't always get the jaguars games there they uh more of a heavy dose of saints mm. cowboys maybe houston games 
but every sports bar has some uh, cable situation. Uh, but, you know, they said everybody's very, very avid. They're an avid Gardner Minshew fan. But the only thing about the city is they uh, they have a uh, player for the Saints. They have a pitcher for the Washington Nationals. So it's a very athletic town hmm. and very uh, uh, competitive. So in a sense, nobody's real surprised because they thought the Gardner had this in them. Nobody's real surprised because they've had great athletes come out of this uh, district in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, they they are – they're they're all Gardner fans. Uh, it's uh, it's not like you want to find that one bad thing somebody wants to say about somebody. You want to be balanced, mm-hmm. you know. And if somebody did have something that wasn't a glowing tribute, I wanted to hear about it if they were willing to share that with me. I talked to thirteen people, and nobody had anything bad to say about Gardner Minshew. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and you had a, a a fun quote that you ended with from a. Rogers is the high school coach, correct? Um, His high school offensive coordinator. Offensive coordinator. Who's now the coach at Brandon. Right. Um, He said when he's not working, he likes to carry on a little bit and have fun. He's having a blast with it. And Gary ended his story with, so are Jaguars fans. Yeah, so are Jaguars fans. (laughs) Coach Rogers and and his other high school coach, Brad Peterson, who is now uh, the uh, director of high school relations at Mississippi State, uh, told me that the persona that Gardner – exhibits the bandana the sunglasses the jorts the fun loving persona is is almost like a release from his his football mm-hmm. persona because mm-hmm. he said he's all business meetings weightlifting mm-hmm. uh practice games he's all about football and puts everything into that and it said that the the kind of goofy off off offbeat personality and the way he dresses is uh, a bit of release from that. It's it's uh, it, it, maybe it's you could look at it as some kind of a hobby, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, uh, uh, I can understand that if he if he works at this uh, trade as much as uh, they say he does, I can get that. Uh, now a lot of people who are very very serious about their job don't know how to turn it off, right? When they get in other uh, areas, I mean, we probably know some people in in, in the news business. Who were kind of like that, and yeah. uh, I'm almost guilty of that uh, sometimes. I, I, I kind of wish I could loosen up a little bit like this guy, uh, but he is. We we're talking about this today. Some of the writers and some out of town writers are starting to come in and do some stuff on him. Tim Tebow was born and raised here. Mm-hmm. We've known about Tim forever, and Tim is still probably at least since social media came out the most popular athlete Jacksonville's ever produced. Gardner's got to be the most popular athlete who came to the Jaguars from or came to the University of Florida, maybe extended that far, mm-hmm. who came from outside this area. Right. Yep. I think Mark Brunel, Fred Taylor, Jimmy Smith, Tony Vaselli, I think those guys were respected very highly. I think they were very well liked. Uh, in the case of Mark and Tony, they've stayed in this community. They're coaching high school football, they're working for the Jaguars radio network. Uh, very, very good people. And, uh, you know, Fred Taylor is a good guy. And I, I think there's a level of respect there uh, that will never go away. But Gardner, after just four games, has got this town wrapped around his little finger. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think it's uh, – it hasn't been the most – it hasn't been the most smooth sailing football program so far. <laughs> We've got the Jalen Ramsey issue. 
We had the first week of the season was interrupted by possible hurricane. We've got Nick Foles getting hurt when everybody thought he was going to be the answer. We've got some offensive line issues. Uh, and Gardner Minshew is making it fun to go to that ballpark every day mm-hmm. and, and cover this team. And uh, uh, it's not that people wouldn't be going out there and, and doing their job, if one, but it sure is making it interesting. Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah. And fun. And uh, he, like I said, I think it'd make a case for him being the most popular athlete in Jacksonville right now, uh, the most popular athlete since Tebow. And uh, I, I guess let's find out the first time, Mark, and you know this is coming because mm-hmm. this is the NFL, and he's going to have that seven for 21 day with three picks. Mm-hmm. And they're going to get beat 34 to seven. And let's see what the reaction is after that. But mm-hmm. if he continues along this path, uh, I think the next big controversy will be when Nick Foles is healthy. What happens then? Yeah, right, right. Yep. Well, it's been a, a fun ride so far, and uh, thanks to Barry, Larry, Harry, Gary Smiths uh, for uh, joining the Page <laughs> One podcast this week, and make sure and go back and read his story that ran last Sunday. Obviously, it kind of still is applicable and tells the story of what came, what preceded the Jaguars and. Pay attention on Jacksonville.com and in the paper to everything you've got coming up. And we also have, uh, just today, let's see, Matt Sorgel is working on something about Minshew merchandise. Mm-hmm. Tom Zarletto is um, working on a min- uh, story about uh, three sisters who did a Minshew song. Okay. So th- this is this is not, <laughs> it's it's getting even bigger. It and seems Matt like Sorgel he- wrote the first extensive feature about right. Gardner in Early in uh, OTAs, yeah. so Matt, Matt uh, wrote a very good story there. Uh, I, I guess you could say we're going to have this Minshew Mania covered wall to wall, and we're going to enjoy the ride while it lasts. Yeah, so go to Jacksonville.com and read your Times Union. Look for that byline of Gary, G-A-R-R-Y, unless he changes it to Larry. I'm thinking about it. All right, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>